lift him up. I love this. I love this. Seated. Be seated for a second. The majority of our services, the majority of our sermons, better yet, are PG. They are PG rated. Majority of our sermons are PG rated. PG would be pure God. This one today is a little bit edgier, so it's rated R. Revival. I don't know where your mind's at. <laughs> well, it's a little bit on the different side. Well, I'll prove it to you by the following. She was a prostitute. That's it. That's the way to kick off a sermon. This is where your online audience automatically grows. She was a harlot. She was a prostitute. She was a woman that was a prostitute. This is the next step on Occupy the Promise. This is Joshua chapter 2. The story of a woman who lived on a wall. She was a prostitute, a harlot. And this woman living on the wall living on the wall. The city's called Jericho. She didn't live inside the city. She literally lived, her house was on the wall. So she lived looking towards the promise, but captive by the past. She lived on the wall. And all of a sudden, Joshua sends two spies. Joshua is now in charge. 40 years later, 40 years after the desert experience, this is Joshua the man who occupied the promise, he comes along and sends two spies. I have a question for you. I mean, this is it. I need you to give me some feedback, and I'm hoping this is, we have a 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10.30, 12 o'clock. Rumors have it, this is the sharpest group of all. <laughs> this is the rumor. I'm not, I can confirm nor deny. But rumors have it. So Moses, 40 years before, sent how many spies? 12. How many came back with good news? Forty years later, Joshua, one of the two that came back with good news, sent how many spies? Did he send 12? No. Because the last time they sent that many, didn't work out. How many came back last time with good news? So how many did he send out this time? He's guaranteeing what kind of news? There it is. Learn from your past. Learn from whatever mistakes previous generations made. You can honor them while learning from them. Are you with me right now? So he sends two spies out. Two spies. The two spies go out and they check out the land. And then they find this woman named Rahab who's a harlot and a prostitute. So they go into her house. They have this conversation. And, and they, he, they lay out the rules. And then Rahab opens up her mouth and says, Rahab, the prostitute, the harlot. No one else did. She comes out and says, I know who you are. Matter of fact, more importantly, I know four things about your God. She lists four things she knows about their God. And after listing the four things, then the, the spies were so impressed. They went like, you, you, you. She's a what? A prostitute. You, you, you. Here it is. You have a scarlet rope. You have a blood red rope hanging out your window. And you, not only you, but you and your children and your family will be saved. 
you will be saved. And then she comes along and says, wait a minute, so you're telling me if I do the following things, I, me and my family will be what? Saved. Here comes the verse. I accept your terms, she replied. Joshua 2.21. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet, the blood red rope hanging from the window. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him, I accept the terms. And tell your other neighbor, the one that's ignoring you right now, I accept the terms. Sean, come up here with me. In order to occupy God's promises, you must accept the terms. Here's the first term real quick. We're going we're gonna to rush this. First term. If you say what you know and do what you say, you and your household will be saved. I will repeat that first term. If you say what you know and do what you say, you and your household will be saved. God used the prostitute to protect the promise. God used a prostitute to fulfill the promise. God used a prostitute to advance the promise. Why? Because he can. Because from Genesis to Revelation and even today, God loves to defy the world the culture, and even the religious elite that believe they own the market on viable and qualified candidates. By God moving through a Rahab, by God using a Rahab, by God working through a Rahab, he is telling each and every one of us that there's absolutely nothing in our past that can disqualify us from shining for his glory. How many are thankful for that? Rahab the prostitute, Rahab the harlot. And before you look at me and tell me, what do I have to do with a prostitute? I want to define the term. To prostitute is to exchange something of worth for a short-term incentive of lesser value. To prostitute is to engage in an unsanctioned, unethical, unlawful, immoral transaction. While you may have never have prostituted your body, somewhere in this journey we call life, even for a brief moment, you may have prostituted your dream, your calling, your intention, integrity, your thoughts, your peace, and your purpose. So here's the admonition on this Sunday afternoon. Stop exchanging your God-given purpose for a temporary moment of pleasure. Stop selling your dream for an illusion. Stop settling for less than what God has for you. Back to the story. Ahab was a prostitute and everyone knew it. So it could end here. It usually does. Somebody say, but God. Rahab could have easily appeared as an insignificant casual bystander slash participant of the meta-narrative regarding God's children entering the promised land, but no. Rahab doesn't just appear in the book of Joshua, and Rahab doesn't just appear in the Old Testament. Rahab did not die living on a wall. You see, Rahab knew something. Rahab said something. Rahab did something. In Joshua chapter 2, verse 9, she begins her confession of what she knew. She says, I know the Lord has given you this land. She knew four things about God. When God gives a promise, he fulfills his promise. Therefore, this land belongs to you. She had a revelation of God as the God who made a promise and the God that is faithful in fulfilling his promise. She said, God has given you this land. She knew that. Number two, she said, not only is God the one who makes promises and keeps them, he is a way maker. 
She said, I know God made a way. We know the story. I'm, I'm not Jewish. I live in Jericho. I'm in the city of your enemies occupying your promise. But I know that your God made a way. We all know. She said, we all heard that your God made a way where there was no way. And then she said, number three, in addition to that, we know that God showed up and took care of your enemies. We know that God shows up and takes care of the enemies of his children. And then she concludes by saying, so let me give it all. I gave you three things I know about God. I know God is the one who makes the promises and he keeps them. I know God makes a way where there is no way. And I know God defeats your enemies. So this comes to my conclusion. She says it, read it. She goes, I know this. Your God is not just any God. Your God is the supreme God above every other God. He is Lord on heaven and, and earth above. He is the Lord of everything. He is God of all. I'm here to tell you. She said this in the Hebrew. She did not say, I think he is. I hope he is. I feel he is. I'm inclined to build. No, she said, I know. The Hebrew word says she knew with 100% certainty. I'm here to tell you that is the stuff that's got her saved. When you know that God will keep his promises in your life. When you know that God is a way maker. How many know God is a way maker? One more time. How many know God is a way maker? When you know, not when you think, not when you hope, but when you know that God will make a way where there is no way. And by the way, we get an upgrade. In the Old Testament, they knew God as the way maker. You and I, through Jesus, we have an upgrade. Not only is God the way maker, Jesus said, I am the not only is the he is the way maker, he is the way. She knew him as God who kept his promises. God the way maker. God that defeated the enemies. And he is the God above every other name, every other God. So if there's anyone here on this Sunday afternoon that you don't hope, you don't feel, you don't think, you know that's the God you serve. Give him the kind of praise that lets him know that you know it. No, no. In a matter of fact, how many know it? How many know it? I love what she said. She said, God is mighty. He is powerful. He's a God in heaven and on earth below. He's the supreme God. The Hebrew exegete is beautiful. The supreme God above everything and everyone. I want to talk to people right now that are streaming. I may get in trouble for this. That wasn't my intention. I'm tired of fellow Christians always posting about everything negative. For the for crying out loud, please stop on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter telling the world how everything is terrible how the devil is winning if I see one more Christian telling me how the devil is winning how things are getting darker how everything is just terrible and things will get worse with no redemption no possibility just oh things are bad things are bad would you stop working for the marketing department of hell and start oh I, I, I'm looking for a church a bunch of crazy believers that instead of saying look what the devil is doing they start shouting look what the Lord has done I need for somebody I need for somebody to rise up and say my God is a mighty God my God is a powerful God my God is a holy God my God is a righteous God my God is God in heaven and on earth below if you know that that's the God you serve now give him the kind of praise that lets him know somebody say what a mighty God when I was a kid, we said, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. 
that's the God of Sacramento. Oh, y'all didn't get that. That's the God of California. That's the God showing up in Kentucky, in New York, in Texas, in America, in Africa, in Asia. What a mighty God. When you know it, when you know it, when you know it, everything changes. When you know it, God shows up. It's not what you hope for, it's what you know. What you know will determine whether you die living on a wall or thrive occupying the promise. What you know, Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that he is Lord. Job said it, as for me, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Job 19, 25, it's what you know. Uh, raise your right hand. This is going to be different today because we're going to accept the terms. Here it is. So today we have to like, if you, if you don't agree with the terms, don't raise your hand. Rahab agreed to the terms. She said, I accept the terms. That's the whole message. I accept the terms. So if, you are, if you're 100% certain, she said, I know that God promised you this land and this land belongs to you. So she, so she said, hey, I know it. It was God. So there it is with your right hand. If you're 100% certain that your life belongs to God, repeat after me. Say, I know my life belongs to God. I know my family belongs to God. I know my mind belongs to God. I know my faith belongs to God. I know my health belongs to God. I know my past, my present, my future. All this land belongs to God. You believe that, give him praise. Yeah. Hebrews 2.10 says, everything belongs to God and all things were created by his power. That's why God gave us Jesus. Oh, she knew. It's what she knew. It's what she knew. Here's the term. I'm gonna do it for me and my family. You don't have to, but I am. I accept the term, Lord. From this moment on, my life will be defined and driven by what I know about God, by what I know about you, that you so love the world, that you so love me, that you gave me Jesus so I can live forever, so I can live free, and I can live full. I not only know it, but I agree to say it, and I will act on it. In Jesus' name, I accept your term. Now give him a praise offering because you just did. The other two terms, real quick, the second term is, he's going to get you. Here's the second term. See, the spies looked at her and said, so you know these four things about our God. So let me give you a term here. When we come into this land, you must leave. Show them, Brother Sean. The scarlet rope hanging from the window and all your, all your family members, this includes your mother-in-law. Okay, Jesus. All your family members, your father, your mother, your brothers, all your relatives, they, if they're here inside, they will be saved. This condition is so cool. The second term is this. If you're under the blood, your destiny cannot be stopped. Repeat after me, under the, blood, under the blood, my destiny cannot be stopped. 
let me prove it. The scarlet rope, which scarlet just means the, the color blood red, blood red, worked for Rahab in the same perfect way the blood of the Passover lamb worked during the Exodus. Every single home marked with the blood was spared from the angel. That's Exodus 12, 13. The blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, marking the houses. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Exodus 12, 13. Back, 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 back a generation. Back when they were in Egypt, there came a moment where Pharaoh didn't want to let God's people go. So God showed up and said, I'm going to do something intense. I'm going to do something. This is it. This is the big point, the critical point, the tipping point. I'm going to send an angel of death. That angel of death will walk around. Wherever the blood is on the doorpost, that family will be saved. Wherever the blood is on the doorpost, that family will be saved. I'm going to repeat that for the hearing impaired. Wherever the blood is on the doorpost, the family will be saved. Somebody needs to have the kind of faith to believe that the blood of Jesus is on the doorpost of your house, that the blood of Jesus covers you. But then later on, Joshua said, that the spies from Joshua, if you have a scarlet rope, a rope that, that, that looks like blood red hanging out your window, that family will be saved. Hebrews 9.22, New Covenant. Here it is. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Hebrews 9.22, no forgiveness. This is called the theme of atonement. It, it permeates God's word from Genesis to Revelation. Theologically speaking, we know it as a scarlet thread. It means show me the blood and I will show you salvation. What does this mean? Throughout the Old Testament, we see a prototype, a foreshadowing of what's to come through Jesus. What we call an anticipatory set, pointing to the greatest truth of all creation in all of the universe and all of existence. This is the truth that you cannot deny. I'm going to sing it right now. Out of all of the truths you know in all of the universe, everything you know that is truthful, what I'm about to state now is one of the most powerful truths that you will never deny. You can't deny it because for 2,000 years, there's been an attempt to push back on it, and every attempt has failed. Every force from hell has attempted to disprove it, and they can't. I mean, they've tried, and they can't. And every time they try to disprove it, it's proved even more. Here's the statement. Are you ready? There is power in the blood of Jesus. I'm going to say that one more time to see if anybody in Sacramento is a witness. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Do it one more time. There is power in the blood of Jesus. 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 I, I can stay here. I can preach to you for 30 minutes about Maseratis and jewelry and living in a better house, but I won't. You know what the world needs to hear right now? You need what Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter, you know what the world needs to hear right now? There is still power in the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. The spy looks at Rahab and says, as long as we see the blood red stained rope, the scarlet rope, you will be saved. As long as you are in the house under the blood red marker, you are covered. As long as you don't separate yourself from the blood red indicator, not only you, but you and your family will be delivered. That word, that promise, that contract, that covenant with perfect clarity, reach, and effectiveness still exists today, meaning in a world that looks like Jericho, in a world that believes like Jericho, in a world with Jericho's fate where at any moment the walls of hate 
hubris and hedonism are about to come down and those held captive, those that live inside that ideological, moral, and spiritual space will suffer the same fate with the same exception of Rahab. The blood, the blood, the blood still works. The blood still works. In a world full of hatred, the blood still works. In a world spiraling down the proverbial rabbit hole of the self-destruction, the blood still works. The blood red rope saved Rahab. The blood of Jesus saves us. I want you to hear me, Ephesians 1, 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Raise your right hand and repeat after me, through the blood I am forgiven. Hebrews 10 19 we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus and because of that we have access to the holy of holies raise your right hand and repeat through the blood I have access to the holy of holies Revelation 12 11, and they overcame him by the through the to raise your hand and say through the blood I overcome the enemy somebody say through the blood when everything else fell short, the blood worked. I need you to believe the blood is still working. Matter of fact, I'm going to take a minute here and declare. I speak the blood of Jesus over every family here. I speak the blood of Jesus over every health, all your finances, all your destiny, all your relationships, all your children. I speak the blood over your past, over your present, over your future. Oh, the blood, the blood, the blood. The only thing because of the bloody rope. The walls didn't collapse on her. Because of the bloody rope, the walls did not come down on her family. Because of the bloody rope, the only thing that had died was her life of prostitution. I need at least seven people here who understand what God is saying and say, because of the blood, addiction dies in my generation. Somebody believes that. Because of the blood, I feel a breakthrough right now. Alcoholism dies in my generation. Oh, I really feel a breakthrough. Because of the blood, depression dies in my generation. Because of the blood, adultery dies in my generation. Because of the blood, diabetes, cancer, heart disease die in my generation. Because of the blood, suicide dies in my generation because of the blood poverty dies in my generation if you believe it lift up your hands if you believe it repeat after me because of the blood drama and trauma abuse and anxiety you have no idea that why you're saying this every devil demon legion principality lie of the enemy is collapsing because of the blood humiliation and manipulation coercion and control come to a permanent end right here right now in the name of Jesus if you believe there is power in the blood of the lamb there is power there is power wonder working power in the blood of the you know the blood still works lift up your hands oh if you know it not if you think it she knew it if you know it's really working if you know it has the power to set your family free 
If you know what has the power to set your generation free, to set your mind free, if you know the blood still works, lift them up really high. Oh, the blood. The blood hasn't stopped working. It still works. Oh, the blood of Jesus that makes me white as snow. Boy, that blood, nothing compares to the blood of Jesus. Wonder-working power. If you accept that term, repeat after me. This may be the most critical term you could accept. Repeat after me. My entire life. When you say this, it will be breakthrough in these areas. My entire life. Past, present, and future. My mind. My heart. My body, my soul and spirit, my faith, my family, my future, my going in, my going through, my coming out, my actions, my words, my deeds, my thoughts exists permanently secured, washed, covered, and fulfilled with and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise them for the blood that saved you. I said praise them for the blood that saved you. Praise them for the blood that delivered you. Praise them for the blood that healed you. Praise them for the blood that set you free. There is power. Power. Wonder-working power. If you're a byproduct of the work of that blood, the blood of Jesus, lift up both hands. If you know how many believe, we're just like Rahab, you're about to see your entire family saved. How many know? How many know? No, I didn't say think. Don't forget the words she used, Hebrew exegete. She said, I know with 100% certainty. How many know your entire family will be saved? How many know the devil's lies will no longer control you or your family? If, if you really know it, lift up your hands like you know it. You've been through hell. The enemy came against you. The walls began to shake. Why? Because there's destiny for your life. There's great purpose for your life. Mr. Preacher, you don't know my past. She was a prostitute. Final term. Stand with me. You're, those are not standing. The final term on your feet. Third term. Somebody, we have to be legal about this. That second term, say, I accept that term. You just accepted that the blood of Jesus covers the, all of you, and therefore your destiny cannot be stopped. Here it is. You're saved. You're saved from hell, from eternal condemnation. You're saved from the lies of the enemy. You're saved, completely saved. And you're saved from yourself. Save from yourself. Here's the third term. If you give God your gritty past, he will by grace grant you a glorious future. Which, which gritty is dirty. It's slimy. It's And here's the word. There's, when you accept this third term, there's nothing in your past that can stop you. Nothing in your future that can stand in your way. I'm going to prove it. So Rahab knew four things about God. She accepted specific terms. And this is what Joshua did. Joshua 6.25, fast forward four chapters. 
Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house. So you, you would think that her story ended there. Right? What a good story. She was a prostitute. She knew the God of Israel. And she put a red thingy, thingy, wingy, wingy. And then God, yeah, you think that's like, nah, nah, nah. This is totally like, some people would say it's unfair. So crazy. So there's this hall of fame in the Bible. Like, think about it as a museum. If you ever want to go into a museum in the Bible and find out who are like the epic, like, you know, the Mac Daddy Mac, the, the top, the, the goat on faith, there's one chapter called Hebrews 11. These are like the goats. This is where you would find in basketball Michael, because Michael trumps LeBron. This would be the place. <laughs> Sorry, that was not part of the message. I left the anointing for a second, but I'm back. Okay, so back. So the Hall of Fame, there really is. There's one chapter, it's called Hebrews 11. This is so cool. So imagine, walk with me through a museum. Everyone join me. We're going through a museum. This is the top people of faith in the Bible, right? We're going in. So you guys come with me. We're walking in. Oh, first one you see, Abraham, Father Abraham. That's the faith guy. You started it all. The whole faith thing was you, Father Abraham. If you're over 40, this is your jam. If you're under 20, you're going, I'm out of here. All right, so watch. So Abraham was the man. So Abraham's there. You see the faith. Moses is there. And all of a sudden, in the hall of faith. You go like, Abraham, Moses, all these guys. Oh, wow, by faith, by faith. All of a sudden, you see, and there's a... Is that Rahab? The prostitute ends up here? How in the world did a prostitute end up? She went from the wall of shame to the hall of fame. Oh, y'all missed it. I'm going to say that one more time. She started in the wall of shame and she ended up in the hall of fame because when God shows up, everything changes. Somebody say the blood still works. That is recognized universally as the heroes of faith. She went from a harlot to a hero. How in the world does that happen? It, it happens. Because when, when, you, when you know, when you know that, that you think, when you know that God keeps his promises, when you know that God will make a way, he's the way maker. When you know that God takes care of all of your enemies, including the enemy of your flesh, the enemy of the thoughts, the self-destructive, self-inflicted enemies. When you know that he is the mighty God above everything. And when you accept that as long as the blood covers you, and it is permanent, as long as the blood covers you, you and your family, boom, the devil can't take away the blood. Once you understand that, everything changes. All right, lift up your hands if you, if you see the term. So she appears in Hebrews 11:31. It was by faith that Rahab was not destroyed. And if you think that's it, James 2:25. How many times can she appear in the New Testament for crying out loud? There are rock stars that don't even show up once. And she's mentioned three times. 
Who does that? How can the prostitute show up three times? Rahab the prostitute, James 2.25, it it's another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions, by what she did. Oh, wow. But the most redemptive historical mention of this one-time harlot appears in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1. Not just any chapter, the chapter that outlines Jesus' family tree. In the family tree of our Messiah, of our Savior, guess who shows up? Many of you will be surprised to know that Rahab the prostitute is part of the family tree of Jesus. How about that, all the religious Pharisees that like to condemn everybody and send everybody to hell automatically and not see any redemption. That's why when I pass by people that are broken and they're destroyed, when I pass by people that are struggling with identity, when I pass by people that are, that are just messed up and jacked up, everybody, you may pass by them and go like, oh, they're going to hell. I don't. I'm, I have a redemptive lens. I walk by them and go like, that's a Rahab about to end up in the hall. Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. Solomon was the father of Boaz, who was, whose mother was Rahab. She was she just, just having a Rahab in your past does not disqualify you from having a Jesus in your future. Repeat after me. Having a Rahab in my past does not disqualify me from having a Jesus in my future. The harlot that lived on a wall is connected by grace to the Redeemer that died on the cross. So in Jesus, your past Rahab cannot stop your future Christ. Your drama will never kill your destiny. Your trauma shall not hinder your testimony. It's not what you did wrong, it's what he did right. And God will use people who have been through hell to disciple people into heaven. If you got that word, raise both hands. She feared the Lord. She said it. Everyone here is full of fear. I know your God. The fourth thing she listed, the fear of the Lord will get you saved. What does that mean? The fear of the Lord is not that you're afraid of him. The fear of the Lord is that is to be afraid of living life without him. So do you accept the term? If you do, raise your right hand, just like we did for the other two. Repeat after me. In Jesus, with Jesus, for Jesus, there is, there is nothing in my past, in my past that others did to me, that, did to me that I did to myself, that can stop me. And there's nothing in my future that can stand in my way. I accept your term, God, in Jesus' name. If you accepted all three terms, now you give him the best Joshua praise. Somebody praise like you accepted the term. Worship like you accepted every term. If you got this, raise your hand. If you say what you know and do what you say, you will occupy God's promises. If you're under the blood and you know it and you say it and you live according to it, you will occupy God's promises. <laughs> and if you know if you give him your gritty past he will give you a glorious future you will occupy God's promises these three terms you just agreed they're contractual there are witnesses here the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit so don't be upset when on Saturday evening 
when you find yourself in an atmosphere not conducive to the terms you agreed to, when the Holy Spirit shows up and says, um, I was there. When you accepted the terms. See, the moment you accepted this, you invited me in. But it wasn't temporary. You knew going in that once I go in, I'm not coming out. So don't think because you're here, I left you. I haven't left you at all. Matter of fact, you need me now here more than any other place so I can get you out of here because you don't belong here. Y'all got this? That's the Christian walk. Close your eyes for a second. Heavenly Father, we accept the terms. We do it right now. Don't anyone move here. I'm going to plead with you. I'm always going to say I'm going to beg, but I'm not going to go that far. But I might because it's so critical. Don't anyone move. Sean, put the rope out real quick. Right there. Go ahead. If the walls are beginning to collapse in your life, if the Jericho's coming down on you, you can still be saved. You say, hey, preacher man, I feel everything's just crushed. I, I feel it, the trembling. Things are about to collapse all over me, man. I, I don't want to die. I don't want to die without hope in God. I just, I don't want to die, period. Can you get, I, I can't get you out of there, but somebody paid the price to get you out of there. It's just the blood, the blood of Jesus. He shed his blood. We read it. So you can be saved, delivered, healed, transformed. So I'm going to count the three. Everybody with your eyes closed. If right now, if you need to come out of your Jericho, we all have a Jericho. If you're, if you're captive by a Jericho and in your mind, in your circumstances, it could be abuse, addiction, trauma, drama, anything we listed. If you say, hey, preacher man, I need to come out today, I'm going to count to three. I promise you, your life will never be the same. As, as Sean Hopkins, Brother Sean puts that rope out there, you run, you come out of your seat when I count to three, this will be the greatest day of your life. Your life will change forevermore. The devil will no longer have a hold over your destiny and your purpose. Everything changes today. Everything we laid out here will come alive in your life. Are you ready? If that's you, at the count of three, just come out of your seat and join me somewhere. We won't embarrass you, I promise you, but it will change your life. You need to get your life right with God or you need to come back. You walked away years ago, months ago. You say, I got to get my life right with God. The blood still works. At the count of three, if that's you, come out of your seat. Ready? One, two, three. Just come out of your seat. Go ahead. We'll wait for you. We will wait for you wherever you're at. We'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. Come on. We'll wait. We'll wait. I will wait. Come out of your seat. Come, come, come. There it is. There it is. There it is. Boom. Somebody should be praising right about now. The blood still works. Hey. Oh, I feel the Lord right now. The blood still works. This is it right here. This is it. Oh, somebody give Jesus some glory. Somebody say, the blood still works. The blood still works. The blood still works. The blood still works. Stretch out your hands, church. Pastor Lauren, come up here real quick. Come up here real quick, Pastor Lauren. Come up here real quick. Oh, church, stretch out your hands. This is it. Look, at, look around. Make room. The blood still works. The blood still works. I promise you. There is power in the name of Jesus. The blood still works. He forgives you. He loves you. Preacher man, you don't know what I did. She was a prostitute for crying out loud. She ends up on the hall of fame. Everyone here, we don't deserve it, but we, we're, we're, gonna, we're on a list. I promise you we are. The Bible says we are. 
Revelation says we are. We're on the list too. My name, Samuel Rodriguez, from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Samuel Rodriguez is on a list right next to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What in the world am I doing next to who? I'm next to who? Samuel. Oh, by the way, Samuel, you're next to the other Samuel, the one that anointed David. Me? I don't deserve to be. What am I doing there? And God says, because through the blood of Jesus, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Your name is written on a list. You're on a list. Through the blood of Jesus. Everybody stretch out your hands. We're going to Pastor Lord, just pray this salvation prayer with everyone here right now. Everyone here. Everyone here. I just want you to say some words that I'm going to lead you in. And it's not a special prayer that saves you. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And so it's your faith that you're putting in God, not just some words, but I'm going to lead you in some words that we're going to confess. So say, Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I thank you that he didn't stay dead, but that he rose again three days later. And I thank you that you made a way for me to be reconnected with you. Today, I make you my Lord. I make you my Savior. Today, I will follow you all of the days of my life. Wipe my past clean. Forgive me of all my sins. I'm your kid. I'm your child. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for making a way for me to be in heaven with you. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to stop for a second. Don't anybody clap. I want you to hear me. According to the Bible, this is not any moment. According to scripture, this is not a religious service. The Bible says that at this precise moment, I'm not making this up, read it. It says heaven literally just threw a party. No, no, I'm not kidding. Like right now, the angels, are just going like, they're in, they did it, they accept it, they said yes, they said yes. So I don't want this church to go like, oh, look what happened. I need you all to match heaven's energy right now.